Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Mike, the elections are over. Hockey and basketball seasons are starting. We're actually allowed to go to the games. October is on us. The stock market's down already. That typically happens in October for some very strange reason. So I thought today we would talk about my experience with gas cars. And I thought I would do a comparison to how I believe you should manage your investment portfolio. So how long have you been driving a Tesla now, Rob? Almost a year. So it was a year ago, October. So I've got 12 months behind me. Um, not quite to the day, but we're getting pretty close. I think my uh, one-year subscription comes up on October the 23rd. So Do kids still look at you at stoplights? <laughs> interesting enough, they don't. But, you know, I had two of my, my young uh, nephews over the other day. And uh, they wanted to uh, go see the Tesla. So they wanted to sit in it and play with it and see everything. So I went out, showed them for about 20 minutes the car and everything it does. And and later on, they went and got their dad and they took their dad out and to show them the Tesla. And and they were gone for another half hour. So obviously, there's still a big infatuation with, uh, with these vehicles. Yeah, I think our first client got one about four years ago, and I remember how blown away we all were when he got that. And he was a very technically advanced guy, and I think they almost had the fully adaptive cruise control and things in at that time, and he was amazed at what it would actually do. And then probably the next person we know to get it was one of our own uh, staff, Carol, was, and she was always the leader of all the environmental issues in our office, and I think she did it more mostly for the environmental reasons. Well, it was interesting. I was out in British Columbia uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so I had to rent a car when we were there. And I had to rent a gas car. And, you know, that seemed fine. I was very comfortable. I got a nice car. And a couple of things happened. You know, I was there for about eight days. And I, I literally, I had to get gas twice. And I forgot what a miserable experience getting gas is. First of all, you've got to find a gas station. Sometimes you got to drive around to find one. You know, I was using the Waze app to help find one. Then you sometimes get in there and you got to figure out, okay, where's the tank? Which side's the tank on? And oh, there's guys already facing that way, so I got to wait for them to clear. About 15 minutes later, I drive off and I've got my tank of gas. So, and then before we come back at the airport, once again, I got to top up because when you return the rental car, you got to top up. So, you know me, I start doing some math. And so I started doing math on a couple of things about why I think everyone's going to like it when they actually switch to electrical cars. So here's why. You're going to get an extra two nine-hour days in your life per year. So that's like two extra days a year. So how do I do that math? Well, I figured out that, you know, each you get gas probably once a week, each fill-up By the time you get there and get out, it's probably 15 minutes. So that's about 760 minutes. But the other thing you don't have to do with an electric car is you don't need to get an oil change. So if you change your oil maybe every 5,000 kilometers, that's four oil changes a year. And how long does an oil change take? Well, it depends where you go. Sometimes you can get lucky and get it done in half an hour. More often than not, it's a minimum an hour. And some dealers, 
they need your car the whole day just to change the oil. So I don't even want to start to quantify that, but you're, you're at a minimum, I think, giving up two days of your life by driving a gas vehicle. So you just bought a new car recently. Yep. So you didn't buy electric. I didn't buy electric. So why didn't you buy electric? few issues were my cottage is a bit further away, which worried me because it's about 220 kilometers or so to my cottage. So I couldn't make it uh, there and back on a full charge. I go up a lot in the wintertime, which tended to lower the, the distance you get in the electric cars. Uh, more for myself is a lot of towing. I'm usually towing, uh, I, at the cottage, I'm usually towing things. I usually uh, move in trailers and things around and they haven't really got there yet. That being said, uh, and I think I mentioned this on podcast before, the Ford, I believe it's called the E150 is coming out in the next year. And that will be the game changer for electric cars. Because right now the Ford F-150 has been the best selling vehicle for the last, I think it's 10 years in a row or something like that. It might be even longer than that. If they get those people to convert from uh, gas to electric, the construction workers and all, all that type, make it efficient for that, that's a huge mark on electric cars. And they seem to be able to control the, the uh, capacity of them because they have more room in a truck. So they'll be able to get longer distances than they would, let's say, with a Tesla. So I think that will make a big difference in the future with electric cars. So you mentioned one other thing that sort of stuck in my mind about what you loved about your new truck. And this is some feature, you know, you've always been buying these Toyota 4Runners forever. I mean, how many are you on now? Are you yeah, on probably your- Probably six or seven. Six or seven <laughs> yep. in a row. So Mike obviously doesn't like to change things up very often. Yep. But you mentioned something about the cruise control and the adaptive cruise control. So what was the, what was the difference for you there? Well, adaptive cruise control, for anyone who don't have a- new vehicle, what it does is it allows you to set cruise control and it will keep track of the distance between yourself and the car in front of you and it will make adjustments around that. So basically you you set your maximum speed. So if you decide, you know, if you're going to break the law a bit, you say I'm going to go 120 kilometers an hour, you set it for 120 kilometers an hour, you don't have to always adjust it. As you pull up onto a slower car, the car will actually slow down. And if you go and decide you want to pass that car, you pull into left lane to pass, your car will automatically speed up. It becomes a very low stress way of driving. It's, you know, you have two things on your car, you steer and your gas. And if you remove 50% of that effort, it lets you relax a lot more while driving. It's just less tiresome, I find. So it's interesting. I, you know, when I first learned to drive, I went to a place that's still around today called Young Drivers of Canada. And they always talked about get the big picture and, you know, focus on the road in front of you. Look far ahead. Don't just look, you know, you know, 10 feet in front. Look as far as you can see. And, and I think that's one of the advantages of that cruise control. It really lets you focus on just the one thing, which is looking down the road, which is what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And not worried about accelerating and decelerating and the guy behind you and the guy in front of you. The car automatically adjusts. Yeah, fatigue is one of the major causes of accidents. And driver fatigue, when you always have to make little adjustments along the way, it increases the fatigue. I just even find my foot is not stressed after a long drive anymore because I've had the adaptive cruise control on. So let's switch subjects and compare that to investing. And you and I have learned over the years 
In fact, how we manage our own money, which may seem really strange to a lot of people, is I have 95% of my own family's money in one fund. Yep, same here. So uh, all these choices that I could choose, every day there's new products launched, new investment solutions, and I've chosen one fund. And, and here's the reason. Quite simply, it allows me to focus on everything else. It allows me to focus on, on the big picture, having a plan. How can I reduce my tax bill? I don't have to worry about the portfolio. It automatically adjusts based on what's going on in the marketplace. And the key is we have the technology to do it now. We didn't have that 20 years ago. Same as you couldn't have an adaptive cruise control car 20 years ago. It wasn't available. 20 years ago, we had to design portfolios. We had to mess around with them. We have to do all manually rebalancing all the time. But now they've come up with systems that are way better than anything we could possibly do. You know, when you when you move forward to these self-driving cars, there's always going to be issues with them, and you're going to hear the accidents. You know, the one Tesla that had an accident, but think of how many people die in accidents in regular cars. Uh, the fact of the matter is, the computer error is much less than the human error that you see every day, and that's what's happened with portfolios now. We, as a company, for much of it called Dimensional, the technology they have behind their investment philosophy, behind everything they do, is far beyond the scope of what we could ever achieve in our office. It, so, you know, I, I look at some of the advantages. One, we talk about being globally diversified. So my current portfolio has over 11,000 companies in it. Uh, 11,000 companies around the world. It's got companies in mainly in Canada, U.S., international markets, the emerging markets. It's got real estate in it. It, it's got all the filters that you would want on a portfolio. It's tilted to value companies. It's tilted to profitable companies. It's tilted to small companies. It does automatic rebalancing. I don't need to worry about rebalancing my portfolio. I just put the money in and let it grow. It, the tax reporting is so much easier. It's one fund. It's one slip. And, and because it's so tax effective, its cost is really low. Its tax cost is really low, but it's tough to get the rest of the world comfortable with self-driving, with cruise control, or with a one-fund portfolio. Yeah, it, it's funny when you go back, uh, we used to talk about portfolios, and uh, remember when we used to talk about the difference in men and women running portfolios, and we always... Uh, they did studies on this too, and it actually revealed that women over time had better returns than men. And when they went into the reasons why, men mess with their portfolios more. Men always needed to play, and they went and they they would take risks they didn't need to take and make more transactions than they needed to take. Women had a much more passive approach to invest in, and over long periods of time, their returns were well above men. And when you look at insurance rates on men and women it appears that women get, especially in the lower ages, seem to have lower insurance costs than men because when they do the studies, men get more accidents than women. And well, that's just a fact. Well, just the next time a car goes to pass you, have a look whether it's a male or a female driving. Yeah. More often than not, it's a male. There's exceptions to it, but same with portfolios and driving. The aggression on it doesn't help the long-term return. So when you find people who are determined to you know, switch investment philosophies, change every minute and try to outperform everyone. 
It's like the person that's changing lanes all the time on the highway. They're back and forth. You, you find them will cut you off because one lane's moving faster for the first second. As soon as they move into that lane, it stops. And then they try to cut back the next lane. And in reality, they're not getting anywhere ahead of you. It's funny. I like to watch those people and see where they are 10 miles down the road. They haven't moved any further ahead, but they've added an additional bunch of risk to their driving. I've stayed in one lane. I really had no risk other than them hitting me going back and forth. Well, every time they make a lane change, they're hoping that everything goes the right way and they're not going to cause an accident or be in an accident. So go back to investing. Same thing. If you're changing your portfolio a lot, there's a good chance you're going to make a mistake or have an accident. And those accidents sometimes are really tough to recover from. If it's driving a car, it could be your life. If it's your investment portfolio, it could be your nest egg. So these strategies make sense. And we have, to, we have to accept that technology is going to assist us. Do we ever see being able to sit in the back of your car and let the car drive itself? Maybe we get there one day. Certainly not today. It's not really available. And I don't think society is quite ready for that yet. Although we hear it's being tested in different cities and so on. But the one fund solution is available. And you should be using it if at all possible. And it's tricky because how do you get from the, you know, the portfolios we have today to a one fund solution? It's easier with a new client, much more difficult with an existing client, but we're doing everything we can to get our clients there as well. Absolutely. That brings us to the end of another week. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.